Welcome to the Body Mind Soul Project podcast, where we discuss ideas about how to reach our potential as human beings in the domains of fitness, spirituality, wisdom, achievement, and business. This podcast is recorded live on the Body Mind Soul Project Facebook page daily. So it's time to buckle up because here we go. Guys, let's do this. Okay, so here we go. This is going to be a fun one today, people. All right, so you know what? Today, it suddenly dawned on me, okay? It suddenly dawned on me that I've basically been putting up with too much, you know? There was this accounting task that I have been putting off for the longest time. And, you know, it's I'm not a huge fan of accounting. You know, it's not something that I really enjoy doing. But, you know, it's an important task. It's something that I have to do. And it's something that I've just been putting off and putting off and putting off and putting off. And then all of a sudden, I realized that, you know what? I'm turning this into some sort of a big bad demon. You know, this little task over here, you know, mind you, it is a task that takes a few hours. Okay, so it's not like something I can knock out, you know, in 10, 15 minutes or something. It's a task that takes a few hours. So I'm probably going to be spending like a whole afternoon or something on it. Okay. But I've been turning into the, in, it into this huge boogeyman, you know, and it's kind of been weighing me down. Right. And it's kind of been in the way of me sort of enjoying my life. And this is a simple task and it's time to put it behind me. And so, you know, when I thought about that today, I thought, you know what I want to talk about today is procrastination. Okay. Now listen, I've always been a procrastinator, right? In the past, I used to procrastinate a lot more. It's something that I had to work on over the years, but I can honestly say that procrastination is probably one of the biggest reasons why, you know, I haven't achieved every single goal that I've ever set for myself at this point. And you know, even when I was working a full-time job, I procrastinated on you know starting my businesses. And then when I did start my part-time business, I decided to work full-time on my job and work part-time on my dreams. Even at that time, I was still procrastinating on actually getting anything done. And so years went by, you know, procrastination is, is it sucks your life because time is your life and years go by without you doing anything. So much time gets wasted and it's really, really sad, you know? So, I mean, in my family, you know, I come from a family of people that used to joke around about uh, procrastination, you know, in our house, we even had a, a little sign that said it was supposed to be a joke. It was a sign that said, oh, procrastinators will rule the world someday, you know, and we always used to joke around about that. And we thought it was just a harmless little thing. Oh, you know what? It's part of our identity. Oh, you know what? We procrastinate. You know, just like people do, right? They procrastinate, but no, no, that's garbage. Procrastination is garbage. And it took me a long time to realize that, uh, but it was personal development that actually put me on the right track. And now I like to see myself as more of a person that is an action-oriented person that likes to take action right away. That doesn't mean that I don't procrastinate. Like I said, just today, I realized that there was this task. I've left it for, for months. You know, and uh, enough is enough. You know, it literally made me upset, actually, the fact that I left it for that long. And that's why I want to talk about it over here. So listen, 
with procrastination, there's a little demon and then there's a big demon, okay? Now, the little demon, believe it or not, is the actual task or the benefit that you would get from completing the task, you know? So you being deprived of that is the little demon. So say, for example, if I was, um, you know, uh, if I was going to, if I was procrastinating, picking up the phone and calling some prospects, you know, or something like that, it, the little demon is the fact that me not picking up the phone is going to mean that I don't have prospects to call and it's going to result in me having less sales in the pipeline and I'm not going to make as much money. You think that's the big demon, but that's actually the little demon. The result that you were supposed to get that you didn't get because you're procrastinating, that's the little demon. The big demon is what goes on in your psychology. The big demon is what procrastination does to your mind slowly and steadily. It beats you down. It beats you down. It makes you feel like you're weak. It makes you feel like you're not able to be in control of your life. It makes you feel like you're not able to have your life in your own hands and do whatever it is that you have to do to achieve your goals. And that feeling, you know, and that beating down over a long period of time is the reason why procrastination is the pit where dreams will go to die. So today is the day that we're going to talk about having our dreams claw out of that pit, out of that darkness, you know, so that they can flourish. So how do we do it? You know, how do we do it? Well, we've got to get raw. You know, we've got to get leverage and we've got to get emotional. And the reason I say that is because the vast majority of the decisions that we make are emotional. You know, people think that they make decisions because of logic. That's not true. We make decisions because of emotion and then we use logic afterwards to justify the decision. Okay. So if we want to get ourselves to take action, we can't get ourselves to take action by sitting there and thinking about it. Well, you know, I really should. Boy, you know, make, make a lot of sense if I did that. No, we got to get raw. You know, we got to get, we got to, we got to either have a burning desire for something or we've got to be feeling excruciating pain from something for us to really take action. That's how we get leverage over ourselves. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Okay. But you know, we've got to, we've got to overcome procrastination. The reason why is because overcoming procrastination is the, cre the key to breaking out of any rut that you're in. You know, the key to breaking out of any rut that you're in is taking, you know, uh, immense action, you know, taking an incredible amount of action is the way that you will break out of any rut. And procrastination is the wall that holds you back, you know, from taking massive action, right? So, You've either got to take the risks and go big, you know, and live the life that you were destined to live, or you can decide to let procrastination run your life and, you know, watch a little bit more Netflix or something. No disrespect. I, I watch Netflix too, you know, but uh, there's a time and a place for it. And if it's gotten to the point where you not executing on the things that you have to execute because you're procrastinating them on them too much is getting in the way of achieving your goals, then it's time to listen up to what I'm about to tell you guys right here. Okay. So first of all, let's understand the problem. Okay. Sun Tzu said that in order to evade a trap, first man or one must know that it exists. Okay. So why do we procrastinate, you know, in the first place? 
So you know what? There is a bit of a typo in there. So you know, that's okay. We'll just avoid that typo. Okay, one reason is the fear of failure, okay? So that's one of the reasons why we procrastinate. So not doing it means that we won't have to worry about being unsuccessful with it in the future, okay? So, you know, that goes down to, comes down to people wanting to be perfectionists as well, you know? They wanna do something really, really good, and then they get that feeling that, you know what? I might not be able to do it really, really good, so let's just not do it at all, okay? So that's one of the reasons, is the fear of failure. You know, um, we might be thinking that if we do something and we fail, there's a feeling of anxiety behind that, you know? So let's just avoid that feeling of anxiety altogether by not doing it in the first place, okay? That's the way that, you know, our rationale is when it comes to that. So, but procrastination is a learned habit, okay? So it's something that because we repeated it over and over again has become like a habit. It's become a tendency, you know? So rather than doing something immediately, you know, we think to ourselves, oh, okay, you know what? I've got to do that. I'll do it tomorrow, okay? That's a, that's a habit. You know, it's a very small sort of uh, subtle thing, you know, that our mind does, but doing it over and over again makes that habit very, very strong and makes it difficult to overcome actually, okay? So that ha so if it's a learned habit, that means it has to be overcome, you know, by creating a new habit over and above it, okay? So like I was alluding to earlier, our decision-making process is almost entirely emotional, right? So what that means is that everything that we do, we either do because we want to move away from pain or because we want to move towards pleasure okay so so the reason why we don't do something is because we think that doing it is going to give us some sort of anxiety like if I'm scared to pick up the phone because I want to call a client um, you know or call a prospect or something like that it's because I am afraid you know I'm, I feel that there's gonna be some pain you know if I get rejected by that client or something so then I'm just gonna avoid it altogether Okay, we will do more to avoid pain than we will to move towards pleasure. You know, if I'm supposed to be working out or going for a jog, the reason why I keep procrastinating on it is because I perceive the activity of jogging to cause more pain to me than the pleasure that I would get once I complete the task. Okay, so so that's so right now we're just talking about what are the causes. So this is how we look at things. Okay. Now, another cause is that the action that we want to complete is too vague, too general, you know? And then it's perceived to be too large and difficult, you know? Like say, for example, um, you know, I set a goal for myself that I want to be, um, you know, a, a bodybuilder. I want to have a body like a bodybuilder. I want to be chiseled like a Adonis, you know? Well, that's such a complicated task in our mind that our mind shies away from it and starts thinking that, you know what, it's not realistic and that means that we're not going to achieve it and if not achieving it means that we're going to fail then we're afraid to do it because we don't want to feel failure okay that hurts our ego you know we want to always uh, be thinking that we're winning you know although failure is essential is an essential part of winning you know nobody you know the the ceo of ibm was once asked what the key to ibm success was and he said that the key to success in anything is doubling the amount of times that you fail, 
you know, because you try so many things and what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Every single time you fail, you learn something and then you eventually find out exactly what to do. You gain the experience by once again taking massive action. Okay, so so why do we procrastinate? The anxiety that the task instills in us is perceived to be greater than the instant benefit that we will obtain from doing it. Okay, so oftentimes something that we're doing is not necessarily going to be giving us instant gratification. Okay, if you guys uh, were listening in on the conversation that we had yesterday, we were talking about instant gratification and how we as human beings are programmed to go towards, you know, expediency. You know, we want everything to be easy and we want to get benefits from something right away. You know, the reason why the example that I use is the reason why cocaine is the number one selling product in the United States is because it gives us an instant benefit without us having to do any work. You know, that instant benefit is that it makes us feel good without us having to do any work, you know? So sometimes we do things like, for example, maybe we're planning, you know, um, one of the most important things that we can do in our lives is plan, you know, uh, design our lives, design our future, set goals and things like that. And now an activity like that, like planning is incredibly important. Okay. But it doesn't give us instant uh, gratification. It doesn't give us an instant benefit. Right. So, you know, we want to just avoid doing it because, oh, you know what? It takes too much time. And I don't know if I want to spend the time to do that. And I'm not really getting anything from it immediately. Okay. So those are some of the reasons why we procrastinate. So, you know, I'm talking from my own personal experience. Right. I'm not a psychologist, but I've read, um, you know, hundreds of books, you know, in the subject of self-improvement and personal development. And these are some of the ideas that I've come across over that period of time. So this is why we procrastinate. What are we going to do about it? Okay. so first of all, we need a winning psychology. Okay. this is a psychological problem, actually, you know. And so in order to overcome this, right, we've got to start with our psychology. You know, that's the number one thing that we can do, right? So like we talked about, everything that we do is either to moving us towards pain or, or, or sorry, moving us out of pain or towards pleasure. Okay. So if we want to be successful with winning the battle against procrastination, what we have to either have is a burning desire to do something or we have to just be absolutely terrified of the consequences of not doing something. Okay. So how, how do we come across having a burning desire? So if you want to learn about how to instill a burning desire in you, the number one book that I've ever come across on the subject of instilling a burning desire is thinking grow rich by Napoleon Hill. Okay. So in that book, Napoleon Hill. So without even having to read the book, I'll tell you, how to instill a burning desire. Um, in that book, he basically says that you need to write out exactly what it is that you want, you know, what it is, uh, by what date that you're going to achieve that thing that you want, your goal. You're going to write out what it is that you're going to have to do and you're willing to give in order to achieve that goal. And you're going to read that statement out loud to yourself every morning and every evening before you go to bed. And that over time is going to plant the seed in your mind 
the seed of desire. And that seed is going to grow and grow and grow. And eventually, that seed is going to grow so powerful that your desire is so strong that when your fear of doing something comes in front of you, you go through that fear like you are a woolly mammoth going through um, like a mud wall or something. Okay? Now, the second path to um, getting yourself to do something, you know, finding the motivation to do something, overcoming procrastination is disgust. Okay? Jim Rohn once said that disgust is a powerful emotion. That's what got him going. You know, he looked at his life and he realized that he was behind on his bills. He was behind on his promises that he'd made to his wife. You know, he was in his mid-20s. He didn't have an education. He didn't have a career. You know, he was slowly falling behind. He was embarrassed, you know, and then that disgust was enough for him to just have so much leverage over himself that he was able to, to radically change his life and become a self-made millionaire within a few years after that, okay? So disgust is a powerful emotion, right? Okay, so how can we use the, the power of pain and pleasure to be able to help us to take action and overcome procrastination, okay? So, you know, something that I learned from Tony Robbins is an NLP, uh, NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, tactic called the Dickens Pattern, okay? What the Dickens Pattern is, is a visualization technique where what you do is you imagine your default future, okay? So say for example, the activity that, just because this is gonna be an easy thing for, for me to give an example of, say for example, the activity that I'm trying to procrastinate on is, um, exercising okay and i know that you know i haven't been eating well and i've slowly been gaining weight and i know that i need to exercise you know so what i would do is i would close my eyes i would get into a relaxed state you know i would go somewhere where it's quiet i would take a few deep breaths and then i would imagine myself the way that i am right now what my life is like you know uh, how i am the fact that i'm not exercising and then what I would do is I would imagine that I have been picked up and that I have been taken forward five years into the future of my life and then dropped down. And that over the last five years, I haven't done any exercise and I haven't done what it is that I was supposed to do, you know? So how would I look now? You know, how would I be feeling now if I hadn't exercised for five years and I've been gaining weight for five years? What would I look like? What would my energy levels be like? You know, what, how would it affect my family? Would my family would be, would my family be in pain to see me, you know, in a state like that, right? Um, you know, what would my health be like in terms of just my internal organs and things like that? What have I done for my life expectancy? You know, what about, um, you know, my career, right? Has not working out for the last five years and, and you know, who knows how much weight I've gained? Has that made it so that I haven't been as effective at work and achieving some of the goals that I've set for myself? Am I falling behind there? Then what I would do is I would imagine myself going 10 years into the future. Now it's a full 10 years and I haven't worked out. How, how much weight have I gained? How overweight am I now? You know, what are my energy levels like? How do I feel about myself? You know, what have I done to my family? 
How worried are they about my health? You know, and then I would take myself 15 years into the future. Okay. And I would do that. And what that does is it instills the emotion inside you. Like I said, emotion is the key to taking action over here, you know? So it creates that emotion and it puts it into perspective. The listen, not doing this is painful. You know, Jim Rohn once said that the weight of discipline is ounces, but the weight of regret is tons. Okay. So that's the first step of the Dickens pattern. You feel the pain. You go forward five years. You imagine your default future without you doing anything any different from what you're doing right now. And then what you do is you come back to this place that you're in right now. You come back to the present, you know, uh, state and this reality, not some imagined future. And then you take yourself five years in the future, but you imagine now that you've actually been able to do all of those exercises. Okay. So you have been exercising regularly. Now, how do you feel? What do you look like now? You know, how, you know, how, how is your family feeling about you? Is your wife looking at you a little bit differently? What's your relationship with your wife like? You know, what's your career like? You know, what does your body look like? You know, what are your energy levels like? And then you take yourself 10 years into the future. Then you take yourself 15 years into the future and you do the same thing. You know, believe me, this is a very, very, very powerful exercise. You know, this is an exercise that I personally use to overcome in alcoholism uh, addiction that I had for many, many years. You know, this was one of the, um, you know, defining uh, things that was able to make it so that I was able to overcome a monster uh, you know, like alcoholism, right? So don't underestimate the power of this particular exercise. Okay. Now, if you're not great at, at visualization, if you're not a visualization person, if you don't like to meditate, you know, or anything like that, and you think that's cheesy, you can also write it out. Okay. So what you can do is you can write out, you know, five to 10 benefits that you would have, you know, if you were to start exercising today. Okay. Because something magical happens between the hand and the head. You know, when you start writing something down, you immediately start visualizing automatically and you start feeling things. Okay. Um, and then what you want to do is write five to 10 um, negatives that are going to happen. Five to 10 ways that your life is going to be adversely affected if you don't stop procrastinating or you don't stop or start doing the task that you need to start doing. Okay. So that's a very, very powerful thing right there. The key that I want you guys to understand is that it's, this is an emotional issue. It's your psychology and your motivation to do something is all emotional. You got to get emotionally charged. Like I said, it's time to get it raw. Okay. Now, another thing that, uh, that I personally used to help me, you know, become better at overcoming procrastination. I'm obviously a work in progress, just like everybody else, you know, so I still procrastinate, like I said at the beginning, but uh, an affirmation that I learned uh, is the affirmation, do it now. Okay. So W. Clement Stone, who is a self-made billionaire and became one of the richest men in the United States while he was alive and started the Combined Insurance Company of America. Um, and he originally started as a paperboy. Okay. And went on to become a billionaire and start this huge company, one of the largest insurance companies in America at the time, attributed much of his success to repeating the phrase, do it now, 
to himself over and over again. He would repeat it to himself over and over again. He would repeat, I do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now. I do it now, I do it now, you know? And in fact, he believed in that phrase and the fact that that phrase was able to help him overcome procrastination, that what he would do is he would make every single employee of the Combined Insurance Company of America stand up every day at the beginning of their workday, everybody would stand up and everybody would repeat, do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now, 50 times. That's how much the guy believed in it. So if a guy who's a self-made billionaire and became one of the richest men you know, in the world believes in the phrase, do it now, then maybe we should give it a shot as well. So what I used to do is I used to intentionally park about 10 minutes away from where my office was just so that I could have a bit of a walk. And while I was walking, I would be repeating to myself over and over again, do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now. And that is, um, you know, one of the tips that I would like to pass on as well. It's still something that I do, and I recommend that you guys try it, okay? All right, so let's move on. Okay, so you know what? So procrastination also has to do with productivity, okay? And so whenever we're talking about productivity, we have to talk about time management techniques as well, okay? So because managing your time, you know, uh, and productivity goes hand in hand with overcoming procrastination because procrastination often has to do with tasks that we're not doing, okay? So one thing that you can do is be more specific about your goals. Remember how I was saying that oftentimes the reason why we procrastinate about certain tasks is because we have left it too vague, you know? That, oh, okay, you know what? I wanna have the body of an Adonis, right? Well, our body says, uh, or our mind says, how are we gonna do that? That's gonna be too hard to do. I'm probably gonna fail if I do that. Oh, if I fail, I'm gonna feel anxiety. So let's just not do it at all. So what you wanna do is, is define success for yourself, you know? And make, you know, success achievable by making your goals more realistic and more specific. So instead of saying, oh, I wanna have a body like an Adonis, you would, want, you would say, oh, you know what? I'm gonna work out for 30 minutes, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you know? So that's very, very specific. And that is something that your mind can digest a lot easier. It says your mind sees a goal like that, and then it thinks to itself, oh, you know what? I can do that, right? I can do that. And oh, if I was to do it, I'd probably feel good. And that's moving towards pleasure, okay? So here's another thing that you could do, just schedule it. You know, if it's if it's not the type of thing that you have to repeatedly do, if it's like a one-time task, you know, then just put it on your schedule, you know? Take it off of your mind and put it into your day-to-day -day planner, you know? And then give yourself plenty of time to do it too. Say, okay, you know, uh, I'll do it next week. <laughs> but put it on your planner and actually do it. And then between now and then, get yourself psyched up about doing it, okay? Um, the next thing that we wanna do, because like I said, I talked about how the act of procrastinating over and over again ends up becoming a tendency which becomes sort of habitual for us, okay? So in order to overcome a habit, we have to replace it with another habit. Okay, nature abhors a vacuum. So, you know, the way that we wanna do that is, you know, we wanna use um, a three-step process, basically, where it's called cue, 
routine reward, okay? So, you know, there's a book that I was reading, I think it was called The Power of Habit, okay? And the gentleman that wrote the book was talking about what he called the two-minute rule, okay? So he says that whenever you're starting a new habit, you never want to do it for more than two minutes, okay? And he says that because two minutes is all that it really takes for you to start creating a new habit, but you just have to do it every single day for two minutes, you know? And then what ends up happening is a couple of things. First of all, our body gets queued up by the environment, you know, where we're doing it. And then it gets queued up by the time. So if I work out every day at 6 p.m., you know, in my gym, you know, or my um, living room or something, or say I do yoga in my living room. So what I would do if I wanted to create a cue for myself is I would lay my yoga mat out, okay? And even if I'm not about to do yoga, I would lay my yoga mat out at like quarter to six, okay? And at six o'clock is when I've been doing my yoga every single day. So now the environment has kind of been created. Once the environment kind of gets created, then that cues our mind up a little bit, okay? It cues it up for a habit that, okay, you know what? This is a familiar place that I've been in and there's something I always do at this time. Then the next thing is the time. So if I work out every day at six o'clock, first I've set the environment. Now it's that time of the day where I'm used to working out, okay? And then I do it for two minutes. Anybody can do it for two minutes. You know, you can do anything for two minutes. So then you actually do the routine, okay? So then you actually do the routine. First, you've queued it up using time and environment, and then you want to actually do the routine. You know, so do it for at least two minutes, right? And then afterwards, pat yourself on the back. Give yourself a reward. You know, celebrate a little bit. Because when you give yourself a reward, that's how a new program, habit gets programmed. Because your mind, all of a sudden, um, like I said, wants to move towards pleasure, you know? So now your mind is going to start linking up pleasure to this new habit that you're creating. And then you're going to want to do it, you know? And wanting to do it uh, is going to make it easy to do. And then once you've been doing it easy, easily as a habit, then you're going to do it without thinking about it. Like when you wake up in the morning, do you think about brushing your teeth? I don't. That's called a habit, you know? So it's ingrained in us because we've done it over and over again, okay? So there's a saying, how does a person eat a whole elephant, okay? And the answer is one bite at a time, you know? So what does that mean? That means that when you're procrastinating on doing a task, you know, that is like a large project, what you need to do is you need to break that large project into small projects, okay? Just little tasks. and. You know, instead of telling yourself, oh, you know what, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to work on it for three hours. Just tell yourself, I'm going to sit down and work on it for five minutes. Just this little task, you know, uh, say, for example, um, if you've got to write a report or something like that, uh, that you've been procrastinating on, perhaps you're just going to take a pen and a piece of paper out and start writing out some ideas for five or 10 minutes about what could actually be in the report. And what you're going to notice is that oftentimes the hardest part about doing something is actually getting ourselves to start doing it in the first place. You know, it's like if you're driving a vehicle and the vehicle is uh, manual, it's like a car and you're, it's a stick shift. It's like a five or six speed. Okay. The most amount of torque 
is in first gear. The reason why is because it takes the most amount of torque and energy for the vehicle to start moving when it's sitting still. But after the vehicle starts moving and the wheels start rolling, then there's momentum behind it, okay? When there's momentum behind it, then you don't need as much torque and it's the same idea. So get yourself to do something by making the task really, really small. Make it really, really bite-sized. Make it really, really achievable, okay? And then it'll get you to start doing it. And then what you'll find is that you told yourself you're only gonna do it for five minutes, but once you start doing it, you end up spending 45 to 60 minutes on it, okay? So try that out. Um, another idea that I wanna share with you guys is the concept of eating that frog, okay? So this is once again, coming from a book that I read by Brian Tracy. You know, I love Brian Tracy, as you guys might know already. Um, eating that frog, you know, comes from a, a quote by Mark Twain, where he said that a person should wake up every morning and eat a, a live frog. Because after they do that, they have the satisfaction of knowing that there's probably nothing else that could happen to them that day that could be worse than eating that frog was. So if you start off with the biggest, baddest task that, that you have at the beginning of the day, all of your other tasks will seem easier. And there's a reason why you wanna do it at the beginning of the day, and that's because at the beginning of the day, we have more willpower. You know, there was a study about, uh, you know, parole officers, and I don't know if that's the right word, parole officer. Okay, if you're a prisoner and your parole hearing is coming up, and then there's a panel of people that are gonna be deciding if you're gonna be getting parole or not. Well, the study showed that before 12, the vast majority of people that would, you know, come in front of that panel would actually be given parole. But after 12, um, you know, the vast majority of them were not given parole, you know? And, and the reason for that is because we get fatigued as the day progresses. And as the day progresses, you know, we find it harder and harder to basically do tasks and we just kind of wanna just get through it without actually doing it well. Okay, and then just a couple of, you know, general ideas that I wanna give you guys over here. Honestly, just take it one day at a time. Okay, start with something small. You know, you want to basically build up your power, right? I remember taking um, the personal development program by Tony Robbins, personal power. You know, and he said that power is defined as the ability to take action, okay? And what Tony did in that program is he would get us to start doing little things. You know, just one thing that you've been avoiding. Start doing that one thing. And then it would start compounding that, okay, you know what? Now it's gonna be two things that you've been avoiding. And then by, by actually starting to do little things, you started to gain momentum and you started to gain confidence, you know? And then that made it so that you were able to tackle those bigger things. So the, what's a little thing? Tidying your house up, you know? There's no need, I mean, there's, this whole entire life is an opportunity for us to build our character and to you know build ourselves uh, as as individuals and people so we don't have to go halfway across town we can go to our garage you know and start organizing our garage for example okay um, another thing that we can do is build up our self-confidence you know doing something like meditating 
Meditating will make a tremendous difference on your ability to take action. The reason why is because meditation is all about observing one's thoughts. And oftentimes when we procrastinate, the reason for it or at the time that we procrastinate, there's this little voice inside us that's kind of telling us don't do it, you know? And so if we're very good at observing our own thoughts, we're gonna notice that little voice and we're gonna be able to say to ourselves, oh, that's just a little voice, you know? And uh, meditation has been proven to increase willpower and give us more control of ourselves. Um, exercise, you know? Exercising takes willpower um, and practicing exercise on a regular basis increases your willpower. And that's gonna carry over into other things. You know, every discipline affects every other discipline, okay? And then nutrition. You know, taking care of your nutrition means that um, you're going to, you know, have more energy. You're going to be able to think more clearly, and that's going to allow you to be able to take more action. And those are things that I had to do. You know, I had to do all of these things for me to uh, start moving in the direction of being a better, a better person, okay? So... You know, another thing that you want to do is you want to handle the things that you procrastinate on earlier in the day. So like I mentioned, um, you know, when we wake up early in the day, we have a lot more willpower at that time. Okay. Uh, we want to stay organized, right? Organize your day. Never start your day until it's finished is something that Jim Rohn said. You know, he said that imagine you were if you were building a house. You know, you would never build that house until you were finished it. And what he means is that you would never build that house until you had all the plans and everything in place. So if you've got your day a little bit more structured, you know, then you're not going to forget about tasks that are important. You're going to end up doing them rather than procrastinating about them. Okay. And once again, like I said, celebrate your victories. You know, the things that you do when you, whenever you overcome procrastination, when you do those key objectives, those key tasks that you're supposed to be doing, pat yourself on the back, you know? Because like I said, we've got to associate those activities with the feeling of pleasure, you know, so that your mind knows that, okay, you know, whenever I do this, whenever I do this, um, I feel good. So I, I wanna do that as much as I can, you know? And another thing that you can do is you can make it a game. You know, make a quick little list for yourself. Oh, these are the things that I'm going to do today. And if I end up doing it, I'm going to give myself a huge reward. Maybe I'm going to give myself a bowl of ice cream or, you know, on uh, Friday, I'm going to take myself out to a nice dinner or go out to a nice dinner with my wife or something like that. Okay. So basically, in conclusion, I know I've been talking your guys' ear off, um, but this is a subject that uh, I'm very passionate about, obviously. So listen, don't let your dreams die in the pit of procrastination. Okay, that is a dark pit. Let your dreams claw out of there, all right? The law of control is something I wanna talk about briefly here. The law of control states that we feel good about ourselves to the degree that we feel like we are in control of our lives, okay? Procrastinating on important tasks endlessly makes us feel like we have a lack of control. And that leads to negative emotions. Just like me today, when I realized that I can't believe I haven't done this already, you know? And that made me a little bit upset. And it made me get in front of this microphone and uh, start going on a bit of a rant, you know? So 
you don't want to feel that, right? The, the thing that you're procrastinating on is probably what's holding you back from the success that you deserve, you know? I know that was the case for me for many, many years, you know? Um, th there was situations in my life, there was businesses that I started in my life where literally the only thing holding me back from, you know, making hundreds of thousands of dollars was something as simple as picking up the phone, you know? And I kept procrastinating on it, and that was what I had to do. You know, like I said to you guys before, the obstacle is the way. You know, that obstacle is the wall that you need to break through so that you can grasp your destiny and achieve everything that you've ever wanted to achieve in your whole entire life, okay? And I'm gonna leave you guys with a quote from Tony Robbins. If you can't, then you must. Okay, what he means by that is that if something inside you tells you that you can't do it, then that means that you have to do it because you cannot allow that limiting belief to remain inside your mind. Because like I said, there's a little demon and there's a big demon. And the little demon is the benefit that you would receive from actually doing the task that you're procrastinating on. The big demon is the psychological effect that it's having on you the fact that it's breaking you down, you know, over time, that is what you need to overcome. And if you are able to overcome that, my friend, then it's gonna be a tremendously empowering feeling. So once again, I wanna thank you so much for joining in. God bless you all, and I will talk to you again soon. Take care. That concludes today's episode of the Body Mind Soul Project. Join us next time where we continue to drop value bombs aimed to be total game changers for you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more updates. Stay blessed, kings and queens.